episode number three with the both of us. Did you have a good holiday? Yeah, I did. I didn't get eaten by anything. Good. No, no one's eaten by the look. I got some fuzzy socks from my sister. So technically it was the day after Christmas, but I still didn't get eaten by the Yule cat. But the Yule cat, the Yule cat knows, my friend. The Yule cat knows if you are supposed to get clothes or not. The yeah. Yule cat will always know. Yeah. Kind of creepy, but he knows. So before we get too started, I'm just kind of looking at our geographics here. And we've expanded then more than the United States. Yay! We have, I'm just going to list off these countries. Uh, besides the United States, we have Germany. Lebanon, Canada, Singapore, Bangladesh. That's a fun one to say, Bangladesh. Spain and Argentina. They're, they're very few percentiles, but um, you know what? Kudos to us for reaching a broader audience across the sea. I think that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, it's definitely go- growing. any plans for oh i guess i should ask before i get into that or announce happy new year everyone because when you hear this it releases on new year's eve so have a good new year any plans laura for new year i am actually stuck at work Uh, i shouldn't say stuck at work but stuck at the night job technically because you work what night shifts right yeah I do night shifts at the hotel so well I'm I'm actually really happy to do night shifts at the hotel because that way I am my own boss oh heck yeah I tried to be my own boss once I don't think I like it I can't I can't focus I can't someone has to help me stay on track some of the time but you're kind of the boss this you're the boss no 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 we're in this together we bounce ideas back i am no one's boss here no way um i think we're gonna have a twilight zone marathon and we'll Mm -hmm. see we'll see how far that goes with my attention span because sometimes it's like nope other direction had to do something else and that's the thing with a twilight zone it can be almost anything yeah, and they don't have to be in order either. Just out of this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. No, no go ahead. Go are. ahead. Nope, I'm... I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. I need to get better at that. No, you're the director, so I kind of just follow your direction. Just okay. Well, and- speaking of New Year's then and marathons of sorts and topic of sorts... Let's get into this week's episode. Use sound effects. Uh, but no, this week's episode theme is Twilight Zone-esque type of things. Laura and I have been scourging through the interwebs to find something that reminds us of Twilight Zone things. I tried looking first into saying like, if any of the Twilight Zone episodes had a um, if if any of the episodes had like a real life counterpart, 
and they did, but I didn't save any of those. So maybe next time. There's always next time. Yep. Um, so I only have one story to share today. How many stories do you have to share? I actually did not get any stories. I just That's, have okay. I just have knowledge of some stuff based on other media sources I've seen pretty okay. much. So like little tidbits afterwards. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have one story starring Keanu Reeves. Hang on. Archie's going to be a pain in the butt. Hang on. I'll be right back. Okay. Hopefully Archie leaves us alone. He likes to mess with stuff when he wants attention, as all cats do. Just wants to be involved. Yeah, and now he's staring at me through the door. Or like the door crack. Anyway, okay. So I'll share my little tidbit story. And then or not tidbits. You have tidbits. And then afterwards you'll share your tidbits of of things. I like seeing the word tidbits. Apparently it's fun. Okay, you ready for this? Whenever you are. Okay. So first, I want to make a little note here. When I was doing my story finding, the person who posted this didn't share a name. So for the sake of just storytelling, um, I'm naming this person Todd. And then also, so the story uh, stays more like family friendly. I've edited a little bit. So, you know, none of the insert choice words or yucky stuff is in there, you know. Okay, here we go. So when Todd was 16, he went on a California trip with his mom for a vacation. While they were there, they decided to do some shopping in La La Jolia. Todd's mom wanted to go to an art studio. However, since Todd wasn't too interested, he decided to wander around the area and see what he could find. Personally, I couldn't do that. Like, I'd be too scared. Like, I'd get lost or something, or taken by, like, some creeper around the corner. Or I'll just be like, okay, mom, let's go to your store. I'll sit here in silence I guess or piddle on my phone and then we'll go to the store I want to go to like I can't explore on my own like my anxiety would say no real fast Uh, but as Todd started to walk past an alley between two shops he saw a figure resting against a dumpster for the entire uh, from the entry to the alley Todd could tell that he was very likely homeless due to his appearance. The stranger had tattered, dirty clothes, well-traveled shoes, and a grungy demeanor. The man looked up at Todd, and in a raspy, tired voice, he asked, Son, 
Might I trouble you to spare a dollar? So, <laughs> so then Todd indicates that he, in his post, Todd indicates that he usually is the type not to approach such uh, situations, but figured since that he had, um, that he and the stranger were in a relatively active area and there wasn't too much going on, you know, not much to worry about. Plus, he's a human in need. So Todd walks up to the stranger and, and pulled out um, a dollar out of his wallet. As Todd hands it to them to the man, he noticed that his hat was an indication that the stranger had, was a Vietnam War veteran because he had like some of the pins on his hat. Todd then proceeds to ask him if he had served and he said yes that he most regret regrettably did. The stranger also stated that since you were kind enough to donate a dollar, I believe that I can buy you a story or two. And then also in Todd's post, he indicated that he he loves war stories, memorabilia, strategies, you know, etc. And he was happy to listen to the stranger. Um, and then the man began to tell Todd his story. When he was 19, he was first, he, he was the, so the stranger was 19 when he first arrived in, um, and this is like in his words, quotes, Nam under the colors of the black and yellow. And then he goes, yes, sir. The stranger continues. I was one of the first proud of it too. He told Todd the, the story of how he was a helo gunner in the Pliku campaign and during the Tet off Offensive. And he was one of the unlucky persons that had to carry a quote meat saw around. So it was pretty much an M60. I'm not too familiar with like military stuff, so I apologize before and going forward that like I don't know what any of this looks like but I assume you know big heavy piece of hacksaw or something you know protect yourself kind of a thing um this the stranger also said that his entire squad was wiped out by a 122 I would assume millimeter rocket buried by 122, so, so like some a kind big, of RPG. Sure, like I said, I'm terrible with with military things. Like I have no interest, but this story it, it struck me so. Um, and then n none of them even made it out of the city that they were in. So then, as this guy says, the the guy tells Todd a story. And then at this point, the stranger got visibly distressed and felt extremely human. And Todd doesn't want to experience war like that. And the men that did have to fight it, you know, they've done so much. And, you know, all the families have stories of their own. You know, suddenly, like, all that's gone. Like, if you ever had to fight in something like that. And then he also indicated that 
The stranger never mentioned his name. He never once mentioned it to Todd. After a few moments of silence, he looked up at Todd and said, Thank you for listening, and thank you again for the dollar. I promised you two stories, but as I could barely make it through one, I'd like to you to have this. And he um, takes off his hat, and uh, he then takes a pin and hands it over to Todd. It was poorly made and weathered, of course, um, but it was one of the pins from his hat. Todd thanked the veteran stranger for the pin and for the story and thanked him for his service so that people like him could live their lives comfortably you know, without knowing the horrors of war. With another moment more, Todd's phone began to vibrate. He pulled it out of his pocket and answered it. Todd's mom was asking him where he was, and with that, he stepped out of the alley and flagged his mom in his into his direction so they could meet up. When he turned back around to the man to tell him that it was time for him to go, he turns back only to find that the guest he was interacting with had disappeared without a trace. How is he completely gone? There was no there was nowhere the stranger, like nowhere the stranger could have gone. And then if like the stranger could had a move or anything, like his mom could see him like zip by and stuff, but nothing was there. Just the uh, padlock dumpster that the guy was resting on. Todd didn't hear anything and his mom didn't uh, see anything. As I mentioned, Todd then told his mom about the, the veteran and showed her the pin and she agreed that it's totally it's a totally weird situation. Later on, Todd was thinking back and he remembered that the stranger said the entire squad was wiped out and none of them made it out of the city. Again, none of them made it out of the city. And that's the tale. It's so sad. I know. But was he was he talking to a ghost? Was he he couldn't imagine been imagining it because he had the pin. He didn't have it before. I'm sure Todd would go along about his business and then somehow see that stranger's picture somewhere and maybe a memorial or some kind of a some kind of a museum of of veterans. Right, right. Like if he likes all of this, um, you know, type of historical stuff, it, is it possible that he? I like. I'm. I'm total. I'm all for being a believer. I'm a believer, one hundred percent. But I like to play devil's advocate too. Like. You know, he was bored with that that art studio that his mom was at, and you know he wanted to go shop or you know look around, shop mm -hmm. around, and you know it's quite possible maybe he saw someone that reenacted as as a that's I don't know, but that's to tell him his whole story. There's this. gentleman and uh, I've only seen him twice in my life 
and uh, he uh, would be waiting outside of my work and he would uh, his story is he is about to check into the hotel but he's a little bit low on the money and he's also a veteran and he's also a minister and he's going to the VA for his appointment and he just needed a couple dollars to get him settled in and started for the day me working at the hotel I know I know for a fact that that we don't take check-ins that early right. we don't we don't have the rooms ready check-ins yeah. what like three four o'clock usually yeah. standard anywhere yeah maybe one o'clock the earliest but this is I work night shifts I was just getting off so this must have been eight eight thirty in the morning and I've only seen him twice in my life I didn't believe in his story the first time but I decided to help him out because of the fact he was smiling and he was friendly and uh I didn't believe him but it's what I decided to do with that that tuition I decided to give him a couple dollars to help him out and uh I see him again maybe about six months later with the same story that he is a veteran he is checking into the hotel he is on his way to the va he's short on some gas and he and uh, he's a minister and i i told him i remember you i i didn't have have any money to help him out this time but i told him i wish i did but I still don't believe his story. Because you know that you kind of just have that feeling when... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hmm... I don't know. No, but... But I felt bad for not giving him money at the same time. And... And I'm a believer for helping others. I'm a big believer in that. Um, he was still very nice to me. Probably didn't have, didn't want to be nice to me, but he was still very nice to me after that. And then, uh, and then two hours later, I went and I bought a two dollars job ticket, and then I won four dollars. Oh, there you go. You know, when you're going to the story, I thought you were gonna be like, and then he came back, but he didn't remember me, or he, like some version of your own Twilight Zone story like I thought that honestly that's the first thought I thought of when you were going into this he didn't remember me um I wondered if he even checked into that hotel that very first morning that I saw him it's just does he remember going like does he remember going there before like the first time like remembering the first time going to there to like ask for help he didn't talk about it oh okay okay i saw him drive away in his truck but seeing him drive away in his truck made me wonder i wonder if he's who else he's asking for a little help and like, i wish i could do more but i can't right um, i mean you do what you can and you know you help them the first time but it's just what is weird about it is both times I am in the driver's seat of my car and this man comes out of nowhere and just taps on my window and asks for help. 
That's not creepy at all. Like, I know, I just, I want to help all these people, but, like, at the same time, it's just, like, what are you doing with, what are you actually doing with the money that I give you? So, like, when I ever encounter, or people that are homeless or claim to be homeless, you know, that are at the edge of these parking lots that hold up signs, like, I won't give, I won't give, like, a dollar or anything, because who knows, but, like, I might run through the the closest fast food joint and get like a value meal or something, so at least they can eat or you know get something warm to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like it, giving money doesn't bother me. It was the presentation, yeah, how he asked. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened the second time. I was in my driver's seat of my window. He knocked on my window, and I rolled down the window. And he gave me the same friendly presentation. He's a minister. And he even showed me his his uh, VA identification too, saying that he served in the military. Very same presentation. Was he very adamant about it? He was. I wonder if it was rehearsed. Uh, that oh, made, I don't know. I wondered that too. I wondered that too. But it's just the fact that he goes and he not he doesn't have that awkwardness. Of knocking on your on your window, smiling, and it's just that it's just that presentation. I'm. It's okay if you remember me because I remember you. You don't have to do this every time. I'm more than happy to help out. You know what that makes me think of too. Of like, so like with Todd's story, right? I wonder how many other people have encountered it. Like, if you were to go to, like, one of the shops that was on the bookend of the alley, be like, hey, did you did you see this guy in the alleyway? I wondered, I wonder if, uh, what people would say. But you said you had uh, tidbits? I did have tidbits, but it's just, when we brought out the it's mostly based off of when you say Twilight Zone. My first to go to is the series. Yeah. The series of, yeah, the science fictional series. And and then I wonder like what is classified under a Twilight Zone app episode? Because that can go under so many things. We can talk about aliens. We could talk about apes taking over the earth or we could talk about fun fact, fun fact aliens freak me out that is a trigger for me too they freak me out a lot and I there's this one story that I want to cover eventually because I've heard it in a few podcasts and I want to share the story too but like they just freak me out so much no, I want to do a uh, Men in Black episode. That's probably the closest to aliens that I will that I will get because I'm just like, nope. Yeah, it's it's quite a tr- it's quite a trigger for me too because I don't know any better. Right, it's the fear of the unknown. I think is where it boils down to for me. Oh yeah. And that's very Twilight Zone-ish. It's just when we're in a universe and we don't know 
what's going on or what to do or that we don't know any better for. Like it's a reality that we're not familiar with at all. But it's just so nerve wracking and anxious. And maybe the world did end and this is what it came to. The red, the red pill or the blue pill? Mm, I have a confession. I've never seen The Matrix. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry, Nightly Embers. I have not. I just... and that's okay. <laughs> um, one thing that they do go over in The Matrix, you see a black cat. And it kind of leads on to superstitions, of course. But if you see a black cat, that is normally a glitch in the matrix. It's the deja vu feeling. The feeling of reenacting something that you have already acted on. And that's the deja vu. And that's the deja vu that I felt with helping that strange man that I would knock on my car window. This has happened exactly before. This is the deja vu that makes me think Twilight Zone. Yeah. And it is, it's chilling. And it, and uh, when you feel deja vu, people will say that's a glitch in the matrix, yo. Like, did it happen already? And is it a memory? Is it a dream? Is it a false memory? Like, who knows how your, I mean, there's really, really smart people out there who knows how your brain's supposed to work. I am not one of them. But it just, it makes me overthink and then it freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Um, another example is you see those videos online of birds just flying still in the wind, or it looks like the airplanes are frozen in midair. And science explains that's the wind against the object that's flying sure, that sure. makes them that makes them seem still mm-hmm. but to you you don't feel that wind you don't you're not around what that object what the object is around and that makes you think that that is still and that is another example of a glitch in the matrix if you will okay interesting yeah and i know i'm very well that aware that there is a scientific explanation for those it's just when you're around it physically you're sure that there is that scientific explanation but you're not feeling what that object is feeling right it's very twilight zone kind of feeling as well when things are starting to freeze around you or or you see a bird struggling when it's flying against the wind and it's not really going anywhere. Right. I hit a Especially bird once. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe think of it was so weird. So like I'm driving on a highway, like you know, 65, 75 miles, 70 miles an hour. And this bird, it kind of gave me a like the thought of. When you were mentioning, you know, like the birds and the wind, it like feels like it's it's not moving. So I'm cruising down the interstate or the highway, whatever it was, and I see this bird struggling. It's like maybe the size of a robin or something, you know, not a very mm-hmm. big bird. And it just like swoops out under my car. I know I hit it, but then it like shoots back up 
I'm pretty sure I accidentally like ended its life. But it just kind of like spat out real fast. Like it came out of a portal. I'm like that has happened to me too. How? But science gets you sometimes. I'm I'm never gonna claim that science is not there because the science is a fact. Right. And you have to have a little bit of everything. You have to have the facts to keep your head screwed on <laughs> essentially and you you gotta you gotta believe a little i mean you don't have to but for the believers out there you know it makes life a little bit more interesting if if you have a little bit of both you see for me i think science makes things easier is because i don't know what to believe sometimes right and that I want to believe that there's an explanation for things. I and science is like or the explanations or the kind of go-to thing to help resolve with that. Mm-hmm. The uh, when all things considered, there's always going to be some kind of explaining. But what's going to happen when we don't have that one explanation to this one detail? Right, and then we get a bunch of glitches and we get a bunch of Twilight Zone portals and, you know, it's all spooky in the end. I uh, I was a fan of the Twilight Zone. I think See, they started a reboot of it, but I don't know how far that got. I haven't been paying much. Attention. I know there's they're doing reruns off of one of the streaming platforms i think what you might be thinking of there's this new it's like a couple years old um black mirror it's kind of like that twilight zone vibe to it with a bunch of like you know strange possibilities and some of them are like whoa i could actually see that happening so yeah i thought i would share um i would share this this spooky tale of todd and his veteran I think it was a ghost. I don't know. You guys can decide what you want, but I think it's going to be, I think it's a ghost. And Laura, do you know where our nightly embers can uh, have discussions about all of our episodes? Oh, that is a very good question. I know a few places, but I have a feeling that in some Twilighty Zone kind of universe, you're about to tell me. Oh, how right you are. So you can go ahead and follow us on facebook.com forward slash ashes to ashes spooky podcast. And then give us a like there. From there, pinned to the page is our fan page where you can have all the conversations with other nightly embers. And then since you're um, kind of on that that boat of engagement, feel free to also, we're still waiting on your spooky stories. You can send those to ashes to ashes spooky podcast at gmail.com. We want to have a campfire episode. We just need content to do a campfire episode. Yeah, do this. Please uh, enter and give us all your fun stories yep i believe too um i think our facebook page 
not the um, fan page, but like the actual podcast page, there's an option to message us too. So um, if you don't want to use your email, go ahead and send us a little message. But before I um, close out on those little housekeeping things, guess what we got this week, Laura? What's that? We got our first review on Apple Podcast. Um, you can submit your reviews on Apple Podcast and on Spotify now, but I wanted to give a shout out. So this one reads really cool. Creepy stories about legends of the paranormal. This podcast will keep you on the edge of your seat and wanting to hear more. It will make you not want to cut out cut the lights off at night great host with great chemistry it's a must add to your playlist if you're into horror looking forward to more thank you thank you thank you awesome oh and before i forget my name is ash this is laura and you've been listening to ashes to ashes spooky podcast Mm -hmm.